Gartone stared down at his workbench, frowning. Another week had passed, and no word on the location of Cassandra Lee. Then there was the frustrating situation in George. Sazaduke was almost certainly dead. He wouldn't simply disappear. Trep would disappear, if it suited him. Gartone didn't think he had. This felt different. He knew there were forces moving against him quietly in the dark. He even knew who they were. But worse, it felt like the others knew. Like they were watching him flail against an inferior foe and smiling their secret smiles. He growled to himself, picked up a vial from the bench, spun around and threw it against the wall on the other side of the lab. The explosion was nearly deafening in the enclosed space, and the flames, however brief, consumed a cart full of useless papers and pointless reports. Just the smallest bit of catharsis. It didn't solve anything, but it felt nice to destroy something. Those people that went under the hill. The stories he'd been able to get were piecemeal at best. He bet good gold they off Sandville. He picked up another vial. He had no love for the wandering merchant. The man was annoying at his best, and certainly a criminal and a liability. But he was Gartone's liability. He almost didn't care what they were up to. He was being honest. He just cared about the best ways to get to them. The best ways to show those four what happens when you trifle with his playthings. This is Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play podcast that needs its own special rule set specifically for taking your shoes. I'm your host, and here's everybody. What was that? What? I was talking to Jeff, making sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, you know, it's talking about our clap being flawless, but Sam really dove <laughs> right on in, right into that beautiful opener, and I—I I was in the zone, you know. I was expecting like Man. three seconds of anxiety, but episode 103. To be fair, we did discover they do in fact have a rule set for stealing your opponent's clothes in combat, but it specifically says you can't take their shoes in it. Which is why we need new rules for <laughs> taking the shoes. I mean, as long as it was mentioned, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it mentioned shoes by name. <laughs> so Paizo did it. That's why we're beyond the feet tier, because we're taking off shoes, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's two episodes you have to cut I that Keep for. it in. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> she can't outrun us any more than our listeners can't outrun the term feet tier. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Pot Against the Machine, our party decided... Th- 
um, after a bunch of debate and um, trying to come up with an exact strategy to just go meet the Varesians and, you know, see what was going on. Oh, first they did discover in the woods that the footprints resumed after 100 feet, so they figured there was probably some sort of dimension door type of magic involved. Then they walked on south to Heddick's Lumberyard, met the uh, wide-footed man himself with his... Um, logs and piles of wood had a stimulating conversation with a guy who uh, just didn't want to know anybody's business and then went and met the Varesians and they seemed like really friendly people uh evil dave was there he was nice there were a lot of tchotchkes um there was some conversation and um everybody seemed to be getting along pretty well after a good diplomacy check and the um, prospect of money being exchanged and for tchotchkes but um one of the varesians was not like the others there was one who w was detecting as evil without having evil in her name and um she looked a little bit nervous she was kind of edging away from the crowd until kira asked uh, another of the varesians um about finger symbols uh <laughs> Uh, she was looking specifically to purchase some sort of clangy finger-based instruments, and castanets just weren't metallic enough for her. Uh, that led Morella the Varesian to call out to Alaris to ask her about her finger symbols. Alaris said she threw them away because they weren't interesting anymore, and um, a chase began as Asher addressed her in Androphin, and she seemed to figure out that the jig was up. She took off teleported a hundred feet and then started running asher spent a grit point and ran as fast as someone can teleport and tackled her to the ground and then she teleported again from the ground and asher ran a hundred feet again and uh hit her with a hammer and um just real heel turn for asher um but the rest of the group eventually caught up and um they sh covered her with sparkles they impaled her on a hook um grappled her and then stabbed her up real good and finally she gave up and that's where we are now why has no one yet mentioned that finger symbols are called zills i just literally posted it in the general <laughs> chat take a look sam what are you doing to us <laughs> that is never mentioned are. in the book but yes that is the greatest coincidence in the history of the world i think good night sam <laughs> they're also called sagat which we made a street fighter 2 reference last episode <laughs> so um yeah that's where we are now we have basically the entire party clustered around this poor bleeding impaled woman who's just covered in glitter and i suppose she's still technically actually invisible you can only see the sparkles in the blood <laughs> coming off of her uh and the rest of the Varesians, i think are are coming jogging down the road because none of them can teleport uh, and that all happened very fast it's it's kira's working memoir title the sparkles in the blood it's beautiful <laughs> I think people are also like looking out windows and maybe coming out their doors because you did do this like in a middle of a street in in the middle of town and broad daylight. Doubt it. We weren't on the map. Fair. That's true. You we weren't on the map. <laughs> How many minutes did it take for us to walk down here? 
to the Badwater, and you said we traveled like 300 feet, and suddenly we're in the middle of town. Sus. Yeah, the Lumberyard is... It's not far from town. Basically, once you get to the street, you've got neighbors. We actually only went about 200 feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. We're like right outside the Elderman store. It's not what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't even be entirely off of his land with how far we went. <laughs> like, even the fact that it took them that long to catch up to us doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's only a matter of a few rounds. As uh, as the scene resumes, Asher, with determination and curiosity in his eyes, says, Give what? Because her last it's, words were, I give. <laughs> it's a figure of speech. I give up running. Please remove your hook from me. Remove your shoes. I can't i'm currently stabbed they're out of yeah they're out of battery anyways doesn't matter brixby hindered by rules that prevents him from removing the shoes despite how helpless she is his hands hovering outside of an impossible force field <laughs> commands her again yeah, i mean if she's allowed to um, with the Blade still in her, she will take off the boots and sort of kick them away from herself. I mean, Kira's the one grappling her right now, so that's up to Kira. Yeah, we'll just do a. a we'll, uh, you can you can use one hand, we'll do a one arm grapple. Just go on. There you go. Yeah, she'll she'll do it all with one arm. It'll take a very long time, and meantime, <laughs> the rest of the Varesians will catch up, and Mateo go. What? What the hell is all this then? You all mind explaining yourselves? You just come in and start stabbing people and... Sure. I don't mind explaining. I'll be honest, we weren't there just for tchotchkes. Although, excellent wares and offerings, I must say. Really do... Don't give up on your dreams, etc. Uh, but this woman you know as Alaris is in fact someone that... The town of Idenvey has been seeking to root out for a while now. We've caught ourselves a Technic League spy. Um, he'll, he'll look over at Alaris, or her sparkly outline anyways. Alaris, you... Is, is what he's saying true? And she kind of clams up at the idea and goes back to removing the shoes. We can prove it as least as much as you all can prove that last guy was the spy, so like... You know, justice or whatever. I didn't have anything to do with that, but I mean, it's kind of the first I'm hearing about a spy at all. But I mean, she's been with us since. Um, look back at Umbrella and say, at least a few days before we got into town, we picked her up a, a ways to the west on her own. I guess she was a. Traveling in the same direction as us. Was she wearing any paraphernalia that said, I am with the Technic League? No. Hmm. Does anyone do that? I, we're not from around here. That seems like a <laughs> bad thing to do if it's the kind of thing that gets you chased down and stabbed. Sometimes the uh, new recruits wear an I joined the Technic League and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. Shirt. But usually they only have to do that. Uh, you know, for the first day or two. 
Then after that, they get to switch to the Don't Mess With Technics shirt, available now at the Pot Against the Machine store. <laughs> oh, I would certainly buy a shirt that said that. As well you should. <laughs> Much more subtle. <laughs> so affordable. I hope you can pardon uh, duplicity in approaching your people. We weren't sure we had found one of these zill and everybody just <laughs> winces at once. <laughs> yeah, one of these finger symbols following, well, a lead on a technically spy that has all of Iadenve up in arms. Uh, their behavior confirmed it, and they basically coped to it moments before you arrived. She's silently taking off her shoes. There's like a lot of buckles or something right now, though. Oh, there's like a whole ratcheting system. It's like ski boots, but... <laughs> and it's pretty noisy, too. It's like, clang. And none of them thought that was weird for her to be wearing? Just fancy boots. <laughs> um, she'll say, if we can perhaps move this someplace quieter she throws away the second boot you my boots are off me i'm not holding a weapon i still stabbed we can i'm no threat to you i'll determine that and he casts the tech magic on honor first oh yeah she's got a bunch of magic stuff all right littered with magic i'm gonna need you to start removing magical items because i can see them literally all over you and throwing them into a pile this is just because you violated our trust so thoroughly by boofing, like, three times. You were chasing me. Of course I'm going to boof if I can boof. Yeah, just, just put it in the pile. Takes off a ring, throws it in the pile, um, takes out a, a wand and throws it, and takes out her scimitar and throws that as well, and then throws a, a spell book. Uh, and then and she goes, I, I would take off my armor, but this is quite public. Just keep it on. It's fine. Is that boof armor? Is it boofy armor? It's not boof armor. The boofing is the boots. All right. So she was also wearing full armor and a scimitar that no one noticed or said anything about either? Well, they were all also armed, or at least some of them were also armed. Oh, okay. It's like medieval times. Everyone's always armored. He said symbol tar. It's actually the tiny symbol on her finger that is also very sharp. <laughs> oh, no. at the same time. I'm content to relocate this conversation to the bell tower. Perhaps once we have you secured there, we could invite some from the town council to hear your confession. Now, we don't have to involve the town council. We can take care of this between ourselves. You're clearly... Motivated individuals, what is it that you're looking for? You. Well, here I am. Well, I guess more specifically, you in the bell tower. See, I would really rather not go to the bell tower is what I'm, I'm telling you. is Like, it, it mm -hmm. could be like a personal favor that you could do. Yeah, we're, we're, we're picking up what you're putting down, and then in response we're saying no, <laughs> and also we don't care. Sorry. And we're also picking up the magic stuff you're putting down and yes. just, just yep. put it in the bag. Asher will say, the best I can offer you is if you are completely honest with us and answering our questions, we will say, we will speak on your behalf 
to the town council and see if there's some sort of leniency they could offer. And I'll roll diplomacy. Yeah, I'll, I'll aid. It's a natural 20 for a 35. Wow. A 19 I aid. I aid with a dirty 20. I aid with a also dirty 20. Okay, so a 41. <laughs> <laughs> so diplomatic. See, I'm sure there's a penalty to being grappled and hook-shotted, but uh, <laughs> hopefully the 41 will push us over the edge there. Yeah, I mean, she's in pretty obvious pain. By now, she's reappeared. That was It was only a vanish, not an invisibility. Um, but she's still sparkly. She's going to sigh um, in frustration and like barely contain seething rage, probably. And look over at the... Verisians who don't seem to be volunteering any help at this point now that she's been exposed as like kind of using them and she's gonna sigh and say fine let's get this over with can you please take the the hook thing out of me though this is it's awful yes i can roll a spellcraft on your items just one moment <laughs> takes minutes uh asher will will uh <laughs> somewhat apologetically uh say this you're going to feel some pressure and then retract the auto grapnel, which would do a pull combat maneuver against her. But I think with Kira holding her down, it'll instead just kind of detach and be painful. Uh, but Asher would ask that uh, we buy in either Kira hold her arm so she can't do like somatic components or tie them up at some, some rope that we all have. Yeah, Kira's fine holding. Right. You can have a choice if you want. Can do a sort of a sticky tapey up here, or you and I can be real close friends until we get to the bell tower. Like whichever you prefer. And yeah, I mean, Brixby, they got that in hand. He he rolls a seven for a twenty-two spellcraft on that pile of stuff. All right. Well, um, I think Laris is she's not resisting, so she will just sort of allow Kira to hold her hands behind her back or whatever she needs to do um, as Brixby's examining the pile of loot, which is a... Um, she's wearing a plus one studded leather armor. Um, her sword was a plus one scimitar. She had a ring of protection plus one. There's a spell book with... I'm not going to list everything in it, but there's a, a bunch of stuff. And We'll talk about that later. And yes. there's a wand of lightning bolt with tw- 20 charges remaining. <laughs> I think that's on your spell list, Kira, but I th- it still never really makes sense for you to cast it. But still, it would be so fun. <laughs> and um, those boots are not magic. They're probably nothing that you would ever care about. We should just put them in the bag so that we could deposit them later at a, you know, donations. You know how they feel about tech items here in Idenvay. We could we could study that later. We're just respecting, just respecting, you know, old Deadeye. <laughs> well, is Alaris actually your name? I'd like to speak to you with the proper address. Uh, this is, like, on the way to the bell tower, basically? Yeah. Oh. Yes, uh, my name is Alaris Zaleshi. Yes, as you've no doubt figured out, I am in the employ of the Technic League. I assume that's what this is all about. Yes, yes, uh, we ascertained that information. The town's been in a bit of a uproar, you know, the papers, old headache, but, uh, but really, we're, we're curious. What 
What was so interesting about the the gas, the the bad water that you were investigating? We've found your little note. I'm relatively sure that there is a large quantity of a mutation-causing agent, likely a, a gas or possibly a fluid, um, in a ruin under this town. And that's of interest to the League because it's technological implications? No, I, everything with technological implications is of interest to the Technic League. I have no idea what specifically my employers are concerned about. I was just supposed to find where it was coming from. When you say employers, are you then not a member of the League? They just hired you? I'm not one of their true believers of sorts, if that's what you mean. I, they, they pay me and I go where they want me to. Have you had a chance yet to report your findings? Oh, if you have my communication, then I, I suppose not. In a sense motive. Fourteen. Seems like that's probably on the up and up, but it's it's hard to tell because you know, almost everything, almost every vibe you're getting off of her is just hate. She's very very upset with all of you. I I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. When he first mentioned the note, did she seem surprised? Like, was she, did she assume? Um. I guess the 14 would have been part of that, Yeah, there wasn't an an obvious visible reaction. As we're walking, Asher, who is not a monster, will do a lay on hands on Alaris, to be clear. Ooh, only four on 2d6. Sorry. Well, it heals her up some. Or maybe it hurts her. Maybe she's undead. Alwyn, who is vaguely monster adjacent, uh, though will do a uh, cure light wounds on her. Uh, so that will be, uh, 13. So that should get her up pretty close to full with his four. Because I think we did, like, what, 20-something to her? Oh, you did a lot. You did more than that. She's she's still down 20. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Brixby did a lot of damage. I would like to speak to my lawyer. Fantasy lawyer. <laughs> you should Sorry. You should know that I, I have every right to be here as an agent of the Technic League. I've done nothing wrong. I've made come to a town and looked around. Yeah, I'm like totally sure they're gonna see it that way. Do you want to ride on the disc? This might be like one of the last times that you could enjoy yourself for a while. I'm not interested in your disc. That's fine. Your disc is stupid. I hate it. She just (laughs) lost her only fender. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here, gives like a little like, hey, you stop it. (laughs) So, the Technic League is official. Why the secrecy? If you say you've done nothing wrong, yet you didn't approach the town and say we're here to do an inspection. Well, what happened when you figured out I was technically chased me down and beat me in the street? These people... Well, first you ran away, well, so... I ran away because I knew you were going to chase me down and beat me up in the street. Mm. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know. I guess... You can give me all my stuff back, and then we'll start over. No. Yeah, no, I'm, like, adding these to Hero Lab right now. <laughs> Spellbook. It's going to be... Sorry, we, we already put them in our loot sheet, so... Oh, it was worth a shot. Who is your direct superior? There's a technically captain by the name of Gartone. He's not a man you want to cross. 
Yeah, I think we've like heard of him or something. Brixby tries to play it really cool, but it's like, oh, geez, Gartone. <laughs> Which I will say, we'll cut this part out. I have unfortunately forever uh, headcanoned as as uh, the uh, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not see him as that. Uh, Despite the I name. keep thinking of a like a snooty French raider because I keep thinking Garcon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, somewhere in between. How many uh, missives have you sent to Gaston? How many birds? Just a few. I haven't sent him anything of huge consequence yet. <laughs> Certainly did not let him know um, where the ruins are. And where are they? Those ruins specifically. You know where they are. I might know where they are, but it's, it's hard to remember oh, if you're stuck in, in a in a bell tower. Would it be easier if we put the if if we put the hook back in you with that jar of the memory, the the hook? Oh, that that, that would probably it, make it worse, is what I'm saying. But maybe if we, I mean, we could try. We could we could see. You know, I'm kind of an empiricist. Well, what if we just sort of took a a quick left um, and went just, you know, for the city gates, maybe? No, 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 no. I could remember out there where there's, you know, more fresh air and... Sorry. What what if we did that? Like, what, you keep making us this offer, but I don't see what benefit it has for us, personally? I could tell you where the ruins are, and you could let me walk away, and then Garton doesn't murder you all the next time he feels like it we're we're gonna find out where the ruins are so i'm not super worried about that um and we do have to talk to this cartoon guy uh aggressively probably so this seems like a win-win for us i think we're just gonna keep on keeping on you know toward the old bell tower but if you wanted to share with us where those ruins were in like more congenial ways you could do that like just now just say it with say it with your words how about you let me show you we can just take a quick detour and i'll bring you to the ruins yeah no we'll just bring a couple other folks as well but yeah i think that's a great idea fantastic spot on you hold that right here in the bones um, so are you taking her straight to the, the bell tower, which will just have a couple sort of generic guards there? I think we should take her to High Home. Huh? Mm-hmm. We could take her to the Elderman. We could take her to Red Fang. Red Tooth. Red, red, red Mouth. Red Fang. Fang. Red Fang. It's the one that would make more sense for a rat, which is how <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> yeah, like I think it makes more sense to take her to High Home first, because I'm assuming that's where we're going to run into any member of the council, whether it's Red Fang or the Elder, Elder Man, or, like, you don't take a person you capture directly to the jail. You take them to the authorities. Yeah, I would prefer High Home over Gunnett's house. Even though she's mapped the town roughly, I don't think I want her to know where the Elderman lives. Volunteer that information. All right. High Home it is. All right, so if you bring her up to High Home. Um, Are uh, Matei and the others trudging along, or did they just kind of go back to their caravan to be like, I don't know what that was all about? Uh, probably just Matei, not not the rest of them. Oh, they'll come along to see what the deal is. But 
Never going to get that tchotchke. That's quitter talk. <laughs> With that attitude. Um, yes, hi home to we go. All right. And um, as you come in, um, Red Fang is is working away in high home, probably sitting at one of these desks um, or at one of the tables going through a bunch of papers. Um, he'll look up as a lot of you come in and say, um, hey, hey, uh, hey, everybody. You're back early? Yes, back early and with a successful capture of that very spy who's been meddlesome for your town. Ta-da! Mission accomplished, Banner. <laughs> well, so say they they tackled me in the street and they hit me with a hammer and stole my shoes and this arrest them, ladies and gentlemen. We got her. <laughs> we did it, Joe. All right. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. How how do you know it's her? And we tell the story. Ew. <laughs> and we we go back and listen to the last episode and like half. listen to episode 102 <laughs> so yeah no we we make sure that that red fang is subscribed to pot against the machine like you should with all of your friends and family members <laughs> and then we catch them all the way up to 102 okay so it's been like six weeks by now and he <laughs> and as we cut back in he's wearing a um don't mess with Technics um, <laughs> shirt and um, his bow is coated in stickers and he says oh, wow that was a, a rousing tale I, did, I didn't need to relive all the Zill stuff oh, I, 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 that just happened hey, do us a favor and leave a five star review on your podcatcher of choice oh I will I'm gonna do that right after this episode but <laughs> That even as a bit that feels gross to <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um well uh thank all of you um for this and um Dolores was it? Um, she goes Yes. Well I think we're gonna have to toss you in the bell tower and uh talk to the rest of the council about what we what we should do with you. Now, Audrey and I fully support this justice. She did mention that she might be able to point us in a direction rather specifically of what she was investigating. And if you're willing to accompany us on that journey, we could ensure that whatever it is she was looking for is of no threat to the town prior to her custody. All right. She kind of rolls her eyes and goes, if, if he must, um, I, I can lead you there. It's not far from here. I would like to have my gear with me in case there's any sort of danger in, in the ruins. Yeah, don't worry, it'll be right inside this back. With us and you. We've noted your request and respectfully deny. But, but I mean, I'm just saying semantically, 
we could agree that it'll be with you. And if we all die, say, and it's in the bag, you can grab it and free yourself. I'm totally going to be the only one that dies here. Yeah, probably, but... Most likely. We'll be sad. Well, we'll remember you. You probably no, we'll remember even. Elias the Leshy, but <laughs> more importantly, at least as far as I'm concerned, my only request is that you lead us to the ruins themselves. I don't have any expectation that you yourself explore them with us. Yeah, in fact, it'd be prudent if Red Fang and maybe someone else accompanied us and brought you back. Completely absent of all your tricks again. Because I think the, you know, the four of us have this. Unless Sam really wants to play a bunch of GM NPCs. Well, after we find exactly where she's leading you, I can, I can take custody if you all want to check out whatever this is that she was looking for and report back. It's probably for the best. All right. We'll uh, lead the way. And she's, you know, <laughs> seething with rage the whole time. I cannot emphasize enough how much she just wants to kill all of you. Um, but we'll lead the way out of High Home and um, down the hill and sort of wrapping around the base of the hill to the north um, and eventually like circling back into the part of the town inside the fence where it's more farmland so the houses are kind of spread out and um, not take you over to um, the Yaogoi infested um, weeping corn tree farm but uh, a fairly modest sized overgrown farm and um, as you all are walking Red Fang seems to know what's going on um, as you're sort of skirting the bottom of the hill and following like the edge of the woods, taking us to the old skeleton place. She doesn't respond. Red Fang goes, should have suspected as much. This uh, old farmer skeleton, uh, well, he wasn't old, but it's the old skeleton place now because of his dad. But, uh, they're both gone is the thing. A few years back, Skelton was digging a well, and, um, well, something came out of the hole, and it ate him. So we, we sealed it up, and uh, nobody's been working the land ever since. I'm guessing that's where she's taking us. And Alaris gives him a look like, yep. <laughs> and before long, you will all arrive at a kind of dilapidated farmhouse that does have a a well out front that has a, a stone over the top of it. And as we're walking up, Brixby's gonna brood around in the bag, looking over at Alowin and say, So, uh, we once killed a very unpleasant necromancer who taught me how to do this very spell contained inside this wand. I think there's more than enough retributive bolts inside of this for you my friend and hands the 20 charges of lightning bolt to his little creepy friend not the wand just the 20 charges <laughs> just the 20 charges not the wand I also 
Uh, just yeah. the, the farmer skeleton and the red fang made me think of red <laughs> skeleton. I just want to say this. <laughs> that exists. Yeah, no, he's a real person. He's a real guy. Is he the one? No, that was Soupy Sales. I was going to say, was he the one that told kids to steal their parents' money and send it to him? But that was, <laughs> that was definitely that was Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales, that was Soupy sales is uh, fantastic. Definitely like uh, one of my potential future PCs in the holster is based <laughs> deeply <laughs> off of Soupy Sales. <laughs> Uh, but Alwyn will uh, take the wand and he'll say oh uh, thank you very much and you see he'll uh, twist his right wrist right Elmer Fudd uh, he will twist his right wrist that's a fun sentence uh, and pop a wand out into his hand and then you see him just kind of stick that into his robe and he fits the wand into whatever that popped out of over the amount of time that you would say would maybe take roughly a standard action and yeah brixby has one of those he does the little like (laughs) holster hand motion secret handshake (laughs) to one another Uh, and says i'll be sure to put it to good use so the well is still covered by yeah it's um not like a heavy book it's not like a proper well um because nobody ever like built the ring of stones and the pulley system over it on account of the guy who was making it got eaten by something um but there's a stone slab essentially just like sitting on the ground like a flattened stone slab and um Nolaris will stop there and and say there it is just open it up and down you go and Red Fang will say, um, I wouldn't just open it up. Uh, hold on a second. And he'll walk over to the stone and kneel down, put two hands on it, and say, uh, Never trust a fool. And the stone glows for a second, and then, like, there's a sort of whoosh, whoosh as the magical trap on the stone is removed. Uh-huh. So, uh, that would have uh, exploded on you pretty good if you'd just opened it up. Thank you, Aldrin. Uh, certainly appreciate you sparing us that danger. No problem. And um, he'll move to sort of take control of Alaris's bonds. Um, yeah, if you just shove that off there, um, I got no idea what's inside, but it whatever it is it ate a man so I assume it's still banging around down that there that was how long ago uh, seven years okay so it's probably hungry <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine so yeah Brixby's gonna take a moment to cast mage armor on himself for the first Asher time Asher will today. look to Alowen and say I don't know if this creature will eat fruit but perhaps you could satisfy it. At least take the edge off the hunger. I can certainly try. And he will also uh, cast uh, Mage Armor on himself rather than using any of his fruit because that doesn't sound like that'll work, but he'll keep it in his uh, back pocket <laughs> a potential <laughs> solution. Alara says, I hope it eats with a lot of you, if we're being honest. You are so angry. Well, Oh, yeah. And 
Like, we're like one more chaotic neutral party member away from being the right composition to kick you into the hole. I hope you appreciate the fact that I'm kind of like the outsider here and not really the voice of reason, because cause I'm kicking in the hole. Yeah, lately I've been, like, iffy, so let's not push it. I am so profoundly grateful to all of you for only partially murdering me before and not murdering me now that I'm defenseless. You were such great heroes. That's awfully kind of you to say. And I hope you die. (laughs) I hope you all die horribly in the signals. Yeah, you went back to me and again. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. That's okay. I'm just, I'm not going to give you any stickers. This is where I would typically do some sort of handoff and be like, hey, thanks for being helpful. Um, But I don't like you. I can't imagine why. I've been nothing but civil to you. It's the sarcasm. Not like you need this in your head there, Red Fang. But keep in mind that, I mean, you could send any missive out and... This incredibly compliant and absolutely pentient individual here will help you make sure that it looks like a legitimate, you know, missive from the technically spy, which she is. I hope you have fun. We're going to go in the hole. That's what heroes do. (laughs) (laughs) For just jumping into the well. All right, so um, Red Fang will take custody of um, Alaris and um, Kira is plenty strong to shove the capstone out of the way. It's only a strength of 11 is required to push it off of the hole. Um, I'm going to push it so good. Ready in action to fire <laughs> his revolver if something hostile leaps out of the well to attempt to eat us. Well, as the well is opened... Nothing leaps out. You see darkness, about 30 feet of darkness down to water. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, I really want to shout down into the hole, but that actually sounds maybe not a great idea. So, are we rolling climb checks to climb down? Are we just jumping? Uh, Can we look at those boots Um, now that Audrin's out of the way? Yeah, I'd love to roll some... Knowledge engineers. Sure, you could roll me in knowledge engineering on those totally not interesting boots. <laughs> so that's an ugly sound you can edit out. This is so much higher than my roll. Well, what do we have for rolls? I have a 17 for a 30. <laughs> I had a 7 for <laughs> a dirty 20. Well, uh, Brixby's got it. You are looking at a pair of drift boots. These tall bronze boots are sheathed with microscopic emitters that, when activated, create a rift in space just large enough for the wearer to step through, carrying no more than a medium load. Rift boots allow the wearer to instantly travel exactly 10 feet in any direction, regardless of intervening terrain or other obstacles. The wearer simply moves through the risk in her current location and appears out of a rift 10 feet away. This travel does not provoke attacks of opportunity. If the wearer would arrive in a place that is already occupied by a solid body, she is shunted to an open space 
on the suitable surface nearest to the intended location, which may mean she reappears in the same place that she left. This shunting is harmless in a new pair of rift boots, but the rift boots found in Numeria glitch whenever the wearer is shunted. Using the rift boots is normally a standard action that expends one charge. The wearer may spend two charges to activate the boots as a move action or to extend the distance traveled from 10 feet to 100 feet. The wearer may do both by expending four charges. Oh, Kira. I mean, you know, I, I want to put it out there that, that everybody can get very excited about this. But what I am about to describe to everybody would be very interesting to see on the end of your very muscular and terrifying legs. These <laughs> boots allow you to either boof like 10 feet or boof like a hundred feet. And if you want to use like a couple of the, 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 the like the same thing that's inside of your gravity clip or, or, uh, um, or Ricky, right? Yeah, no, you could just use the same thing and that allows you to do it even faster. And I can't think of a better recipient. He looks around to the rest of the group to, to boof with death than than big stuff. Yeah. I'm happy to be considered and, and super happy to boof, but I don't know, Brex, don't you do a lot of boofing? I mean, I can, you boof I can into cast danger. Boof now. I'm, oh, a, I'm, right. a, I'm a big boof caster at this point. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Active he's caster cats on his boof. <laughs> Plus, yeah, no, I, I, I've got my, my cats on my feet. It's like crocs, but made of cats. Yeah. And With holes. Again, when you boof, you do boof right into people's fists, so. Yeah, no, and I'm like working on a thing where I can boof. You, you saw I boofed, I boofed, I boofed him. We can all boof, collectively boof. But this is like a singular boof. Just one boofing. I just, just, I saw a, a boof counter in like the corner of my vision of how many times it's been said in the past like minute, and it got me partway through. <clears throat> been working on like a, a collective boof. You see, like Alwyn and I boofed, but this is like a personal boof, and like if there's ever been a person that should personally boof, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> God. You you want me to be the boof person? Yeah, Kira will take them if no one else wants them in or out of character. Um, they're sans charge now, right? Yeah, they are so out of charge. When we slap a slap one of these, yeah, my, boys in there. my only We're out of character battery. thought was the number of times that Asher's been unable to get a shot because, oops, the whole party's in front of him. Uh, could be handy, but. That's fair. Asher That's also has the range and the jumpy doodles, so if Kira wants them, like it does make sense. This was also predicated on a pre-haste rage Kira, too. And, like, mm. Brixby's not in a position to just give an item to somebody, especially an item he's not using. So, like, uh, I mean, it... it Y'all want to roll off? Y'all want to figure it out? The only reason I had initially put that up there is that, like, tactically, I feel like we've had a lot of issues of getting Kira to the right spot. But, like, at the yeah. same time, we've had that same problem with you, and that's an exceptional point. Like, you have mm -hmm. been 
soft covered or like just totally removed from the fight at times. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I really didn't want to. Yeah. It's definitely good for both of them for different ways. Like Kira getting up in their face or Asher repositioning. So he's not shooting us in the back of the head. Like, like neither one of us is it any use for, but it is definitely good for either of you two. I, Izzy, am, like, super not inclined to, like, I can go either way. I don't need more things on my loot sheet. So feel free to uh, take the boots. Or we can discuss later. I don't. I'm so indifferent. Actually, I'm cold. I think that's what it is. It's cold here. Uh, but separately, yeah, whatever, whatevs. And I think here in character is sort of the same, like, yeah, I mean, if someone else needs them, go for it. Well, as you all... um are thinking about that i do want to point out that uh the rift boots are something that appear to have not made the cut um for the final version of the the choking tower book like in her in alaris's stat block they're clearly listed but then there's no item in pathfinder that references (laughs) them and you'd think they'd be in the appendix but it looks like they were cut for space um, and I think on the Paizo forums, awesome. it says like there, there were issues with like the cost of the item. So they wound up cutting them and maybe it missed, didn't get deleted on an editing pass. Um, but yeah. Dis- so what Sam's saying is neither of you get the boots. I was going to say if it's, if it's going to require like note taking, then ugh, yeah, no, Jeff, just take them. I'm good. Well, <laughs> our discord, um, member Sarathal actually tracked down Ron Lundin's, um, blog entry where he provided the stat block for the books which is what i just read to you so it's not going to be in hero lab it's not archive of nethys but thanks to sarathal um who i believe is also running iron gods and is probably a little bit ahead of us based on that um they came through with a very cool item that i could not resist giving to you even though you know the stats got cut and thanks to ron lundin for making those public you all can swippy swoppy. Um, you know, it's not permanent. It's not bonded to you forever. Try it out. But I, I apologize, Asher. I, I could actually see the benefit of you wearing these as well. I think this is mostly predicated on the whole uh, Zil Caves, Kira, all the way over, and, you know, frustration. But, I, I, I mean... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to intervene. I think you two could work it out. Yeah, I don't know if you guys want to like roll off or swappy. I mean, I don't know. I could see both of you benefiting I mean, from it. I'm happy to let you wear and glitterify and bedazzle these. I feel as though I've already been the recipient of items that would have been of no value to anyone else, but pointing to his revolvers, I don't mean to be selfish are we are, are we gonna are we is this, is this like a thing they're out of well i guess we could put a new battery in them you guys want to like flip a coin or like what because <laughs> i mean like yeah oh we can I, i'm i'm we interested have in just moving yeah on. we can figure it out off camera and uh, in the meantime um jumping down climbing down brick speed disking down by himself oh yeah, no we, <laughs> come on boots Get in there, boots. Whichever one of you is wearing it. <laughs> Just boof down their boots. 
Both um, jump and then find out which one's wearing the boots that way. Yeah, I guess that is a thing you could do. <laughs> Getting boof out of the cave, presumably. Do we have the ability to light up down there? What, what are our options? Like, like, this is to the party. Cast light on an item. Drop it. Does anybody have dancing lights? I actually don't have dancing lights. Despite my three spell books now. I have light. I do not have dancing lights. I have gust of wind. Well, um, the Laris' spell book <laughs> actually did have all cantrips. I just didn't write that out because I was typing too much. Yeah. And I assumed you already Spark. had it. And I mean, we I can cast light on a rock and just drop it. Well, if we yeah. To. I mean, but dancing lights give a little but bit yeah, more. Yeah, dancing lights would be better because, yeah. So... I think Vargas had dancing lights. I guess Brixby never learned it from you, though. Um, and Brixby can't prepare it for today. So, too bad. <laughs> that one's for all of you who are like, hey, he can't do that. And I can't. I can't. I'm not an arcanist. Um, so, I mean, speaking of low-level spells and things that we have prepared, the first thing that Brixby is going to do, based off of where we've been, is Brixby is going to <clears throat> say something under his breath, move his paws, and he's going to detect radiation in 120 feet from where he currently is, including into the hole. The hole does not appear to be radioactive. All right, well, it doesn't have the space sickness from the Zill Caves or what might be potentially in some bad water, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, we could cast uh, an illumination on something and drop it in, gesturing at Alwyn. Yeah, we could put it on a goo tube and see if the goo tube dissolves and it's actually acid. <laughs> no. Okay, he will uh, grab a goo tube out of Kira's pack and <laughs> take uh, one of the shrimp and tomato. <laughs> he sifts through the canonically like a hundred and something goo tubes until he finds shrimp and tomato uh, and he will cast light on it and drop it and the goo tube goes down and plunks into the water uh, illuminating the earthen shaft uh, looks like it only sinks maybe a foot or so, so the water's not deep down there and it looks like based on the contours of the room the uh, wall that sort of leads a, a south of Jevix is um, kind of collapsed. And you said how far down? Uh, 30 feet. Like, okay. All right, so roll to shimmy. Yeah, if you want to do climb checks. Rick's going to jump down with yeah. his... Uh, yeah, Bricks is going to jump. <laughs> Bricks is definitely going to jump with the boots. Look at Take uh, three points of damage. Oh, two points of damage. There are rules about jumping into water and how that affects damage. It might be less painful than trying to jump down onto the ground. I think it has to be 10 feet or more. Yeah, I think if it's only a foot, it yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's not enough water to Bummer. actually affect it. I will take my two hit points. Well, that is a good roll with a very bad modifier. Yeah, that's a 19 on the die for a 21 climb. All right, Kira can climb down, no problem. Wow. Brixby can jump down. I got an 18 on the die for a 13. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, well, I think it, it takes Aloe in a while to get down, but he doesn't fall. It's just very awkward. Um, I have a minus five to that It's skill. very hard for him with his, his um, banana arms. Asher passes the acrobatics check, 
check to soften his fall, but does just leap down there. So he'll ignore the first 10 feet, and then you'll roll, you know, box cars. It's not great. Nine damage on the fall. <sighs> and in wetness. Oh, and it's wet. But uh, now that you're down here, and you maybe take a second to climb out of the water and retrieve the precious, precious glowing goo tube, you'd see you're in a... Um, earthen shaft that heads back up to the surface but uh, the one wall of it is collapsed leading into a collapsed metal wall glaukite by the look of it um, that leads into um, a metal room a metal walled room where the floor is covered with a few inches of stagnant water that has seeped in from uh, where you're standing probably um, the west wall contains a bank of strange machinery and cracked or partially shattered glass panels. To the north is an open doorway uh, that seems to lead into another room. Uh, but the door's frame is sparking periodically with bolts of electricity. Oh, that seems safe. Can we roll any sort of knowledge engineering on any of the, like the sparking or anything else we're seeing down here? Or does it still just kind of look like the same things we've seen in most. You can roll a, a knowledge engineering. Rixby points it out. What do you all make out of that? I rolled an 8 for a 24. A uh, 24 is enough to tell you that that looks like a malfunctioning machine on that doorway and it's probably dangerous to pass through it the way it is now without some kind of repair. Is it craft mechanical or a disabled device? Probably a disabled device. I do have both. Um, I'm, I'm going to take a look at that door real quick. And uh, Rixby on this assumedly high-tech... No, wait, it's not a high-tech or mechanical trap, per se. Is it a high-tech or mechanical trap? Um, it counts as a mechanical trap, actually. Ooh, so I'm going to add another one onto this. I rolled a 5 for a 22. Well, so you're, um, you've moved into the disabled room Disabled devising. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I walked up to disable the device. All right, so you have to be about there. But as you do that, um, and you're definitely oh boy. struggling to, to figure out um, how exactly to disable this device, um, these tiny, almost like sand-like granules fly up off of the ground and they all sort of start to congeal together in a cloud um, which starts to move towards you as this sort of cloud of barely perceptible things. Um, well, it, it looks scary and it's, it's time to roll for initiative. Oh, no. Oh, no. And you all let Bricks be going there by himself. Now he's dead. Alright, uh, what did Brixby get? Dead old Brixby rolled a 14 for a 22. Oh, that's pretty fast. How about uh, Kira? The quick and the dead. <laughs> uh, rolled a 12 for a 17. Alright, not as fast. And Asher? A 3 for an 8. Ooh, that's pretty slow. How about Alowin? Uh, I was worried I was going to be in last until I heard that. Uh, eight for a fifteen. All right, that's 
not horrible, but um, this swarm, whatever it is, appears to be faster than all of you. Let's see, it is going to surge forward towards Brixby, move into old Brixbo Square, as one does, and what happens here? What happens here? Oh yeah, it has doesn't have to roll to hit, it's a swarm. It just automatically does 3d6 of damage. <laughs> um, so that's 12 damage to Brixby from this swarm flying all around you. And why don't you make a will save to avoid distraction? Alright. Will save to avoid distraction. That's a nat one for an eight, my friend. All right, Brixby is distracted, and it's his turn. I'm nauseated, am I? All right, in in my nausea, I am going to double move out of the room, um, because I am I am very nauseated right now. Let's, uh, yep, Brixby, full complement of his forty feet of movement, <laughs> moves all the way out of the room and far away, vomiting the whole time, passively, vomiting. Passively nominating Alright. Oh, wait, can I roll something? No, I'm gonna roll something. Uh, Alright. Knowledge. Um, yeah, you moved farther than the space. That's all like Earth. That's not really viable space. The only place to really go is either into the next room through the trap or back into the well. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, can I at least. Oh, I see what you mean. So I'd have to be like here, yeah. right? That's 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 about as far it. away as you can get unless you swarm into oh, somebody's space. Sweet baby Aridin. I of course I'm swarming into Asher's space. Um so can I roll something now that I've swarmed into Asher's space? Um yeah. It's uh knowledge engineering. Let's see if I can do better than that. Oh, there's the twenty. It's a thirty-six. <laughs> well, good news, Brixby's totally seen this before. You're looking at a bio-nanite cloud. Which is, of course, a cloud of fine constructs. So small, you can barely see them individually, but working together, they can do quite a bit. They are generally, you would think, or they generally seem to be designed to repair things, but they are clearly malfunctioning, and instead of repairing, they are... Um, you know, trying to neutralize or maybe just kill. Um, let's see, with a total of 36, you can basically ask as many questions as you want. Um, let's call it three questions. Let's, special, special abilities. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have a fascination ability, which they can do as a standard action to create a series of hypnotic waves that um, essentially project their fascination or their um, distraction ability farther out. Um, they can heal a living target uh, that they share a space with as a swift action if they want. And um, when they damage a living creature, they disrupt the um, transmission of nerve pulses in the creature's muscles and they can cause strength damage. Um, any oh, creature no. that is nauseated will take a penalty to saving throws to avoid that strength damage. Oh no. 
<laughs> I'm so nauseated right now. What's happening to Brixby next turn? Um, what is uh, the special defenses beyond being a swarm? Well, as a fine swarm, it is immune to weapon damage. Um, it is also immune to um, all the stuff a construct is immune to, so mind affecting all that good stuff. And in addition, it has resistance to fire. Ooh. All right, well, that's helpful. Um, this is such a die roll, but like, haha. But weaknesses beyond the area damage? Um, it doesn't really have any weaknesses other than your standard swarm um, takes damage and a half from area effect. Uh, it's a bio nanite cloud. These are nasty boogers. Uh, big stuff. The. I thought you would go a long way here. All right, and Kira's up. Uh, Kira watches Brixby for a second, just... What? Slightly distracted by all of the vomiting. Um, just, oh, yeah, right, right, right. And, yeah, we'll pull out that uh, scroll of gust of wind. Yes. Um, I have no idea, like, I don't know what... I think that it takes, like, an action to do that, or is that a move... Um, if she has it in her backpack, it's probably a standard action to retrieve. Yeah, I think I don't think she's carrying it on her. Um, so um, standard action to retrieve, and then uh, oh, I can't see if there's more room in that room. I don't want to be in Asher's way. It's a tiny little room. Okay. Uh, what if I shimmy on up to it and give it a target? And I think I'm not in Asher's way there. I'm just kind of on top of. Uh, and that should, yeah, it still kind of gives Asher some room. But I will be right up in its old face. Gosh, I hope someone doesn't tell me something like that. That scroll is going to, or a wand. Wand, scroll. It's going scroll. to take a scroll. Yes, thank you. Scroll is going to take a thing. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it takes some sort of action because I'm standing in his face. It doesn't matter. I'm going to move up and stand next to it. I have the scroll in my hand. And that's my turn. All right. Halloween. Uh, Alowin is going to move forward just enough to be able to see. I don't want to be in Brixby's way. Uh, if I move 15 feet kind of in an L in front of Brixby, I can see it. Uh, that's kind of in the mud. Like, that, that's not really a space. You can, oh. block, you can block me. I don't know how Asher feels. Oh, I'm, you're okay to be blocked. Okay. I'm nauseated for question mark, question oh, mark, yeah, question true. mark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he wants to make sure that this thing maybe has a chance to stay still long enough for Kira to do whatever she's doing with that scroll. So he's going to do something kind of interesting. Uh, so is this swarm intelligent? We know that from Brixby's role. I'm assuming since it's nanobots, it's, it's intelligent. Yeah, it's, it, it does have some degree of intelligence, but it's not affected by mind affecting because it is construct. Well, see, that's the interesting part. Alowin doesn't know that, and uh, his class doesn't care. So that thing's going to need to make me a uh, save against Lesser Confusion because he can cast mind affecting effects on construct. That's a weird one. Is that a single target? <laughs> yeah. Is it a single target? Uh, I already looked up. In intelli intelligent swarms can be affected by things that affect single target if nice. it's mind affecting. Nice. Um, that's a total of a 20 on the save, though. Ah, yeah, he saves. That's the first time I got to use that. 
Uh, that is part of a little peek behind the curtain. I haven't talked much about his classes, but he has the impossible bloodline, which allows him to cast mind-affecting abilities uh, on constructs. That doesn't seem like it could be done. Uh, but that is his turn. All right, Asher. I was hoping if I could confuse it for one round, we could <laughs> get it better, but oh well. Asher is going to take a five-foot step to the southwest, abandoning Brixby. Uh, since Alwyn stood right in front of him. Uh, and then he will, uh, with that sweet Swarmbane clasp upon his neck, take a full attack, rapid, not a space. Yeah, that's, that's the, the same one, one Jero just tried to move. All right, um, <laughs> Asher just climbs back up. Now, uh, Asher will move through Alwyn's space and take a single shot. Uh, and almost assuredly miss. Uh, it's a 12 against touch. Uh, 12's not gonna do it. Yeah. Alright. Alright, well, these creatures, um, since they see Kira right in front of them, they're just gonna float on towards her and, um, do that swarmy thing as the tiny, tiny little robots start just chomping her up. That is... A total of six damage, not nearly as bad. And um, Kira's going to need to make that will save against distraction. Um, 22. You're good. You are not distracted. Um, Brixby, the nausea was only for one turn, so you are free to move about the country. I have, like, no line of sight at this point. So, shoot, um, it feels real lame, but Brixby's actually going to take this action to cast shield on himself, just because he, for the folks at home, he is two party members away from this, and a doorway, so, he's a cowardly rat. That's my turn. Alright, Kira, you have nanites in your face, but you are not distracted. Um... Okay, so I have this handy gust of wind scroll. I would love to get rid of these things. Uh, we see any semi-porous surfaces I can attempt to blow them into. Um, I mean, I guess like the, the wall. What is this? Directly in front of you is that malfunctioning doorway and the, it is open so you can see into the room beyond. So there's plenty of space you know um great let's let's try that let's try just gusting them toward that open doorway we can at least have more room to move um kira will attempt to use the scroll i don't know how to use a scroll so it's on your spell list Uh uh-huh you can cast level two spells at this point correct yes okay cool so it doesn't even take a check you got this there's no caster level check you just make it work because it's on your spell list so that means because it is smaller than tiny it has to make a dc 25 fly check if it makes that um then we figure something out if it doesn't make that then it does other stuff uh dc 25 it does not make 
All right, so it gets blown back 2d6 times 10 feet if you're blowing it through the door and takes 2d6 damage. Okay, so let's do 2d6 times 10. That is 90 feet back, (laughs) or, you know, until it runs into a wall. And then you said 2d6 damage. Mm Mm-hmm. That is not as fun. Uh, four. Four damage. All right. Four damage. But the extra fun thing is as it flies through that doorway, uh, those arcing bolts of electricity go... <laughs> and the, they get they get jacked up pretty good. Let me just roll damage <laughs> on that <laughs> trap going off. Oh, my God. I don't have enough Yeah, D6s. get all the D6s. This is the best way to disable a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Throw nanites at it. 24 damage off the trap. Oh, that is so cool. Non-trivial. Um, and it crashes into the wall. So it's not dead, but it's way over there in the other room. <laughs> is the door still sparky? Yeah, the door's still pretty sparky. Okay. Uh, so Kira will turn to as much as much of Brixby as she can see behind all of her party members in this other separate little well room. Give him a thumbs up. Okay, I did it. Yeah. Uh, that's my turn. All right, that'll take us to Alwyn. Does not really have a super lot else he can do against. I mean, I could waste one of my lightning bolts on it. <laughs> I don't know if that's worth it. Uh, it has to pass through that door again. And if it's still sparking, that's pretty sweet, right? Yeah, true. Uh, you know, I think he's just going to... You know, he's just going to cast resistance on Brixby since he's right next to him. Thank um, you. All right, on um, Asher. Yeah, uh, Asher delays all right well this bio nanite cloud it just got hurled through a bolt of lightning is going to sort of fly its way back to the middle of the room and um, just kind of float there awkwardly for a moment like as if it's like staring forlorn at Kira wanting to eat her with its nanite goodness and it's just it knows about the trap. It's smart enough to know that, that will be awful. And the little robots just kind of settle down onto that table. And combat ends. We did it. <laughs> if Kira conveys what happened, because nobody else can see in the room, Asher would suggest... Uh, readying to fire upon the swarm once Brixby disarms the trap in case the swarm remembers it's hungry for half-orc flesh. Okay, is it visible? Like, can it be seen and attacked through the doorway? Say, if Asher were to to sit there and shoot pot shots at it. Yeah, I think you can still kind of tell where it is. It's it's just kind of waiting there. Uh, do you want to do the incredibly unsportsmanlike thing? 
shooting it multiple times on the table while we cheer at your side. Sure. I did craft lots of ammunition. <laughs> yeah, so I think we like we we line up the three of us that are not wielding guns and begin spinning our pom poms. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go Asher. Kira's throwing literal handfuls of just loose glitter. It's an epic montage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just super dramatic as the smoke is flying from Asher's guns, and he probably misfires and breaks like 12 plus guns. <laughs> uh, but I won't make you <laughs> roll to slowly execute the sad nanites in the other room. Um, it takes exactly one less... A bullet than you have for the revolvers. <laughs> that would be a horrifying waste of gold. That would be a th- oh that would be over a thousand gold of wasted ammunition. Oh no! <laughs> just and just yeah. like murder. I'll get it next time. Yeah, I'll figure out. I'll yeah, I'm assuming you're shooting it with the regular guns, right? I guess he could have holstered his revolvers, opened his pack. Grabbed his plus one mundane, you know, otherwise mundane gun. Yeah, I mean, if it's just and sitting there, wasting the yeah. more expensive ammunition. Sure, I like the way you think. Mm-hmm. Take that in mind, Asher's armaments at Mastodon, because <laughs> screw you, Elon Musk. <laughs> and on that note, oh, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Good night, Sam. Good night, Good night Sam. Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, man. It's warm. Fire in the cloud. Good night. against the machine. Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods of Enterpath are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Um... My brain just turned off. It was just like all thoughts gone. They walked down. Sorry, world. <laughs> Hello, world. I gotta go watch Us again. Boop.